0: Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome back. I'll tell you what, I got a big one for you here today and a great deal of audio to play also. Lots of breaking news and things of that nature actually taking place as I'm recording this. Uh, But first, I'll start with this. The YouTube experiment of American Education FM, this particular podcast being on YouTube, is working. I have now received two community strikes. They apparently didn't like my last episode for Wednesday. So, yeah, hopefully I can get kicked off of YouTube relatively quickly here. It hasn't been too many episodes that I've had on there. I've had at least two now episodes completely removed from the channel, which is awesome. And that's the plan. The plan is to have the entire channel nuked sooner rather than later, just to continue to prove a point that they are not a free speech platform Never have been, still aren't, never will be, and uh, unless you're a vain idiot, you know, that's basically all that YouTube is really good for these days. That's too bad, too, because again, as we all know, there was a time when you could find a great deal of information on YouTube that was very valuable and told the truth about the world we live in, but not so. In particular, if it's individuals making comments about it or talking about it, of course, or Generating any kind of a real discussion as to what really goes on in the world. So there you go. Okay, where to begin? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's begin with this. The Epstein stuff is getting interesting again. Numerous court documents that were once sealed are now becoming unsealed, specifically relating to Ghislaine Maxwell's trial that took place many months ago, of course, and uh, and it's getting juicy. And Alan Dershowitz, as you might expect, is making the rounds, telling basically the exact same story over and over again, that he had nothing to do with it, that he's not guilty of any wrongdoing. And uh, I'll tell you what, the chutzpah of this man is astounding. So allow me to introduce yet again another, another segment that I like to call Alan Dershowitz is an ass. I have two pieces of audio I'd like to play, and they are remarkable. Again, Alan seems to love the camera. <laughs> he really he really does. He just can't stay away. And this right here, I think, is really gonna back up on him uh big time. And I can't wait. So he has absolutely no problem again finding a camera, finding an outlet to listen to him. And even when he's challenged, he gets a little upset. And then he does something which is rather interesting. He deflects constantly and brings it back to October 7th in Israel. Those horrible attacks and those thousands of Israelis that were raped and, oh my God, and the beheadings and everything. He actually says all of this in the middle of being asked about Epstein and his associations. It's incredible. Again, you have to keep in mind this guy has represented some of the worst of the worst. O.J. Simpson, of course, Jeffrey Epstein, and numerous other people, I'm sure. So with that said, in this returning segment, allow me to play one clip first, and then I'll make a few comments about it, and then I'll play the second clip where he's actually on Sean Hannity's show from just the other night. This first clip, however, is really interesting. This is him on a local... New York affiliate, I think it's uh, New York Fox 5, and the woman who is, who is questioning him is really doing a pretty good job going after him a little bit, and her co-host looks Middle Eastern, but she's sitting there not really saying anything at all, and she has her arms crossed in disgust as, uh, as Alan is trying to basically weasel his way out of this. It really is incredible. Again, the hutzpah of this guy is astounding. And there's not a camera that he can't find because he loves trying to, again, just sort of explain his way out of these situations. So here's the next latest installment of uh, Alan Dershowitz is an ass. Give this a listen in three, two, one.
1: I want every single document to be released. Uh, I waived all rights of privacy because I knew I did nothing wrong and that the truth would set me free and uh, confirm what I've said from day one that I, I never... Thing that was inappropriate. I flew down with uh, on his plane to see with my nephew to see uh, a satellite launch. Um, I flew with Senator John Glenn on his plane to meet uh, President Shimon Perez of uh, of Israel. This all was, of course, before he was in any way accused of anything wrong. Once he was accused, I terminated any personal uh, relationship with him, but of course, maintained a professional lawyer client so relationship. So let me ask.
2: Can I ask you something? Why should some people be concerned if they're on this list? You know, there was a list sort of released a few years ago when Virginia Giuffre uh, was in court. Is this going to be the same list? Is this going to be a
1: different list? Well, I hope it's not just a list of names, because that really promotes guilt by association. I hope it creates uh, context and says uh, why the name is on the list. Uh, Were they being accused of something? If so, were the accusations uh, credible? Uh, As you probably know, in my case, I was accused by uh, a woman. And then she uh, ultimately admitted that she may have misidentified me and mistaken me for somebody else and withdrew uh, her uh, lawsuit. Uh, against me, uh, others may be in the same situation. I would suspect the vast majority of them just had innocent associations. Well,
2: listen, there's nothing innocent with, with Jeffrey Epstein, let's be honest here. I mean, it seemed like he had some of these people uh, blackmailed. And that's why they hung out with him. They were giving him a lot of money. He had a portrait of Bill Clinton in a dress in his office
1: at his home. like What was all that about? I have no idea. I never saw any portraits of Bill Clinton. or I never knew anything about any blackmail. But if there is proof of blackmail, the public ought to know that. Nothing so, should be hit. Look at this. And one point I want to make, a lot of the people who want this list produced and who are really upset at people who had association with Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein are absolutely silent about the rapes of thousands of hundreds of Jewish women uh, in, in Israel uh, on October 8th. Some of these same feminist groups like Me Too, Me Too, except if you're a Jew, seems to be the mantra. Many of these radical feminist groups who think that uh, being on the Epstein list is the worst sin in the world won't even condemn people who we know have raped, mutilated, beheaded, kidnapped sexually assaulted people the hypocrisy around uh not making claims or not protesting uh the the rapes of of jewish women is appalling and i want to see another list produced i want to see a list produced of every feminist radical who wants the epstein list produced but who hasn't said a word of criticism against Hamas. that's a list i really want to see i don't think we're going to see that Uh, very
2: interesting i know you have a new book out it's called the war
0: that's the end of the audio clip. Uh, his book, <laughs> ironically enough, is called The War, I'm sorry, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Okay, by Alan Dershowitz. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, he, he's just, he's so impossible. He's so impossible. Thousands of hundreds of rapes on October eight. Of Jewish women and children. Thousands of hundreds? Is that even a number? There's hundreds of thousands. There's a hundred thousand. There's hundreds of thousands. There's hundreds. I didn't know there were thousands of hundreds. I didn't know that that was an actual number. Well, it isn't a number because that didn't happen, Alan. It didn't happen. Just another lie. And this right here again is the scripted lie that he's running with on all of these shows that he's going on. He says the same things now in this latest tour that he's doing, and you're going to hear it here next on Sean Hannity. He says the same thing all over again. And then again, he asks for some list that he wants created regarding anybody who is a feminist and hasn't criticized Hamas or any other Middle Eastern or uh, atrocities against Jews, so he says. Please, I mean, uh, honest to God, another Jewish Bolshevik asking for a list of people. To do what, Alan? What do you want to do with that list? Fire them? Call them all plagiarists? Again, look, the Harvard president who got cut loose, she was a plagiarist. I get it. And she violated Harvard's and basically any university's codes of conduct. I'll get into her a little bit later in a minute, but um, you know it's just embarrassing. He's just the worst defense lawyers. I'll tell you what they're—they're—they're they're, uh, they're all scum. They're just all scum. Here's the next one. This is six minutes long, uh, just just over six minutes long. Again, Alan Dershowitz making the rounds on Sean Hannity. I should almost have another segment called Sean Hannity's an ass because he truly is. I've known you a long time, Alan, and uh, you're a stand-up guy, and I don't always agree with the people you represent, but, uh, you know, you're a good person. Okay. Anyway, here's the next installment of the segment I like to call Alan Dershowitz is an Ass. This is him just the other night on Sean Hannity. Give this a listen in three, two, one.
3: Joining
4: us now, Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Professor... You are mentioned in this document. You're mentioned repeatedly and very specifically. um, It was the allegation against you was that Epstein forced then minor Jane Doe, number three, to have sexual relations with you. And that also you were an eyewitness to sexual abuse of other minors by Epstein. Uh, You have been out there vigorously defending your your name your honor and, and denying these allegations fiercely and i want to give you a chance now that it's come out in writing tonight to to get your reaction
1: well first of all the woman who accused me has now stated categorically that she may have misidentified me confused me with someone else and these documents if all the documents are revealed will prove categorically that she did misidentify me that i never met her never heard of her never Uh, spoke to her. Uh, And I can prove it by independent means. I have all my travel records. I have all my uh, television appearances. I can prove that I couldn't possibly have been anywhere near any of the people who were involved in this. I was Epstein's lawyer. Of course, I flew on his plane with Ken Starr, with uh, Roy Black, with other lawyers. We flew to meetings with the U.S. attorney, with the state attorney um and so people have to be very careful about what they're believing and when it happened for example as soon as epstein was shown to be what he was i ended my personal association with him completely but i maintained a legal relationship with him. i represented some of the worst people in the world and continue to do so that's my life and of course i represented epstein now, the one point I do want to make is that I understand all the feminist groups and the radicals who think this is the worst thing in the world that anybody ever had any contact with Jeffrey Epstein. Where are all those radical feminists when it comes to the Hamas rapes of young Jewish girls, sexual abuse, the headings? They are quiet. They are silent. The incredible hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Me Too, except if you're a Jew. If Uh, And I want to have a list of all the radical feminists who are pushing hard. And I understand that to get all these names revealed. And I want to know how many of them have ever actually condemned Hamas for the rapes that we now know occurred and the murders that occurred. How many have been silent? And how many, like the National Lawyers Guild, have actually approved of what Hamas did? So let's put this in context. I'm thrilled that all these papers have come out. I urged them, I went to court, I asked for everything to come out because I knew that I had done nothing wrong and the papers would exculpate me. What I only worry about is that maybe the judges withheld certain documents. I want to make sure every single document comes out, including the documents that cast doubt on the credibility of some of the accusers and some of the accused. The public has the right to see everything and make their own I judgment. Think we do not country in guilt by accusation or guilt by association.
4: Well, by the way, I think that is fair, and I still like you believe that in the presumption of innocence, and I don't rush to judgment and frankly in on many high profile cases in this country, this show, starting with Richard Jewell, we've been right. We were right about Duke lacrosse, we were right about uh u v a we were right about Ferguson, Missouri, and Freddie Gray, in Baltimore because I didn't rush to judgment and and I had impeccable sources. I have known you for years i don't I don't really know why you like to defend these high-profile clients. Everybody certainly deserves a defense, including Mr. Epstein, including O.J. Simpson, and you and I had wars over Bill Clinton back in the day. Um, sure. You've taken on these these high-profile cases. Why, and do you regret it at all? And did you ever see anything untoward
1: about Mr. Epstein? I never did, and I do regret having ever met Jeffrey Epstein because it uh, caused me the worst few years of my life when i was falsely accused and i was canceled by the 92nd street y canceled by temple Emanuel, and then she ultimately admitted that she may have confused me with someone else and so you know things obviously have gotten a lot better now of course these revelations put my name in the headlines again but i've never been afraid of that because i have nothing to be afraid of nothing to be ashamed of i did nothing wrong um Would I do it again? Not if I knew I was going to be falsely accused. But if not for that, I've represented far worse people. I've represented murderers. I've represented people who have done terrible, terrible things. That's an essential part of our system. If I don't do it, who will? I had tenure. I had an obligation to defend the most controversial, the worst people. Sometimes I won. Sometimes I lost. Sometimes I created a plea bargain like I did in this case, by the way. Epstein was furious at me, for the he wouldn't pay my fee because he thought I had done a terrible job because he ended up going to jail and having to report as a sex offender. The rest of the world thought it was a sweetheart. But that's what criminal defense lawyers do. I'm 85 years old, I hope the good Lord gives me the strength to continue to represent the most despised, the most controversial, the most unpopular people in the world. Look at the hell I got for representing Donald Trump. I did that and I lost a lot of my friends And people say to me all the time, oh, I understand Epstein, but not Trump. Or I understand Trump, but not Epstein. You have to understand that the role of a criminal defense lawyer is to defend everybody who's falsely accused. I'll say this. Who's even truthfully
4: accused. I I think you're going to be the only one that does have the courage to say, no, it's not true. And you do make a good point. If there's exculpatory information. That is not released as part of the information that is being given out by the judge. I think that's unfair to everybody, and that would be unfair to you. Uh, and if you believe it's exculpatory, uh, I think the public should see that as well. Uh, Professor, any thank anymore.
1: you. I don't need any more exculpatory material because the woman has already admitted that she may have clearly misidentified me, and that's enough for me. I'm going on with my life. I'm going to continue to do what I've right. been doing for years. But thank you, Sean, for an opportunity to present my.
0: case. See what I mean? Same script. He's got the same script down. Why aren't people going after the individuals who beheaded all those Jews and raped all those Jews? You know, those thousands of hundreds of them. It's absolutely amazing. Calling for a list yet again so that he can do the Bolshevik thing on them, I'm sure, and slander them and destroy them and whatever else. Look, I'm not defending any of these people. They're all gross. Sean Hannity's gross. The feminists are gross. Alan Dershowitz is gross. They're all disgusting. It's just, it's absolutely remarkable. Again, the case where Alan Dershowitz was accused by an individual, a female, who was told to have sex with him by Epstein. And paid to do so, from from my understanding, and I have a little uh, transcript here. I'll read from from that particular case. But I remember when the accusation came out, and then I remember a little bit of time passing, and then before you know it, she had a lapse in memory. Oops. Well, it it may not have been Alan I had sex with. It could have been someone else. That sounds like a payment to me. It sounds like she got paid or somebody got paid to write that down into a legal document or whatever. Because I mean, listen. <laughs> let's let's face it. If you had sex with Alan Dershowitz, wouldn't you remember? I mean, you wouldn't get Alan Dershowitz mixed up with anybody. Am I right? We don't have to imagine this, of course, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, how many other Jewish giant glasses wearing Lawyers for Epstein. Can a person possibly sleep with? It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty obvious that either she was paid off, she was intimidated, a thousand other things. I mean, you don't think Alan Dershowitz runs with a very safe crowd of people, do you? No chance. This came from Mario Narfall. If I'm saying his name right, don't care if I'm not. Uh, on Twitter, x. My apologies. It says the following here. Epstein forced minor to have sexual relations with Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz. Jane Doe number 3 is a minor who is forced to have sexual relations with people on behalf of Epstein," quote. "Epstein forced then minor Jane Doe number 3 to have sexual relations with former with former Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz, a close friend of Epstein's and well-known criminal defense attorney." Here's what the actual statement says specifically. It says, quote, one such powerful individual that Epstein forced, that Epstein rather, forced then minor Jane Doe number 3 to have sexual relations with was former Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz, a close friend of Epstein's and well-known criminal defense attorney. Epstein required Jane Doe number 3 to have sexual relations with Dershowitz on numerous occasions, numerous occasions. So we're not talking about, you know, I had sex with this old guy once. It could have been Alan Dershowitz, but maybe not. I could be wrong. It says numerous occasions here. While she was a minor, not only in Florida, but also on private planes in New York, New Mexico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. In addition to being a participant in the abuse of Jane Doe No. 3 and other minors, and other minors, Dershowitz was an eyewitness to the sexual abuse of many other minors by Epstein and several of Epstein's co conspirators. Interesting how Allen doesn't bring up any of that. Dershowitz would let later play a significant role in negotiating the NPA on Epstein's behalf. Indeed, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement that provided immunity from federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida not only to Epstein, but also to, quote, any potential co-conspirators of Epstein, unquote. It says NPA at five. Thus, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement with a provision that provided protection for himself against criminal prosecution in Florida for for sexually abusing Jane Doe number three. Because this broad immunity would have been controversial if disclosed, Dershowitz, along with other members of Epstein's defense team, and the government, tried to keep the immunity provision secret from all of Epstein's victims and the general public even though such secrecy violated the Criminal Victims' Rights Act, Does that sound like somebody who's innocent of anything? No, it doesn't. Not to mention his blatant hypocrisy regarding... Him stating that nobody in America should be guilty by association or by accusation. Well, if that's true, then in the same breath, he was calling for a list of all of the feminists so that we can out them for not supporting Israel because of all of those thousands of hundreds of rapes and beheadings, which was proven to not be true, Alan. So he's repeating things that have been proven to not be true that there's zero evidence of. Again, ugh, the lying. It's just the lying. It's constant. It's just constant. If they say it often enough, they just believe it, and they actually believe that endless people are just going to believe it. Now let me move away from Alan Dershowitz very quickly, and that, by the way, concludes this episode segment of Alan Dershowitz is an ass. The other day on Alex Jones, Brother Nathaniel was on. Now, if you're not familiar with Brother Nathaniel, he's an amazing human being. As it turns out, this guy is—he's uh, Jewish. He was raised Jewish. He is of Jewish bloodline, but he left the religion, uh, ceased to practice it because he recognized it as being disgusting, and then he became a Christian and is now a minister or a pastor. Um. He's, he's remarkably educated on, on the books and very well versed in numerous religions and what they state and what they don't state and compares and contrasts a number of different things. Again, a very well-read individual. But he was on Alex Jones the other day, and Alex Jones ended up taking the episode down from his own website. And again, when they started to talk about Jewish influence and the history of Judaism, and a thousand other things, you could see the frustration in Alex's face. I mean, he's rubbing his head, he's rubbing his face, he's disagreeing with him. He goes on this whole run about Adolf Hitler. You know, so you think Adolf Hitler was a good guy? I mean, that's like that's like Alex Jones's default setting. That's the gear he drops into every single time that someone starts to bring up what was really going on in Europe. And it's, it's just incredible. And then unfortunately, again, for Alex and certainly for his sake, because he's losing credibility with every passing day, if he has any left anyway, um, he starts to show a clip of Adolf Hitler at a stadium at some some event, and they speed up the they speed up the video to make it look like Adolf Hitler is having a seizure in the seat that he's sitting in. And and they play this, this video, this altered video, right after Alex Jones gets done saying that Adolf Hitler is demonic and he you can just see how demonic and devilish he is. And you can see all of this. And Adolf Hitler was a pagan and he was not a Christian. And he hated Christians and a thousand other things. I mean, he goes on this tear that it, that could not be more inaccurate. Again, if anybody out there has ever read Mein Kampf, you know that to not be true. He references Jesus Christ, he references God, he references Christianity all in a positive light. That's a fact. so again, I'm glad that Brother Nathaniel held his feet to the fire, and again they they seemed to part uh you know in a nice way, and he said, "You know, I'd love to have you back because we got more that we can debate about this and blah 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 and, you know he'll probably never have him back but why would he scrub the interview why would he scrub it from his own website and again it's available just about anywhere it's all over gab it's on rumble again anybody can go and check it out and i highly recommend watching it it really is interesting because again alex jones is losing credibility with this entire narrative he really is you, you can't you can't claim to be some historic expert on a number of different things and make blatant Statements that are completely inaccurate, and just say them often enough again to expect individuals to just blindly believe you, me personally again, I don't expect anybody to believe this, you don't have to, but I point you into directions where you can read this on your own and you can listen to this kind of thing on your own. You know that's one of the reasons why I like Europa, the Last Battle more than uh the greatest story never told. The Greatest Story Never Told is very good, and it's very emotional and very impactful. But I like Europa the Last Battle because it pulls in old documentation. It pulls in the letters that Adolf Hitler wrote. It pulls in a number of different historic aspects actually written by these people. See, if Alex Jones actually weeded his way through all of that, if he wasn't owned by uh, you know, the Israeli lobby to some extent, he would he would come to grips with the fact that he's been wrong on this issue. But, you know, he'd rather just dig his feet in and say, this is the stance I'm taking and, and this is where it is. In particular, when he comes up against somebody who's more well-read than he is on a very specific subject. So, yeah, it's not that Alex Jones wasn't wrong or Alex Jones is right, as his you know one of his slogans goes that he puts on t-shirts. It's Alex Jones is never wrong. That's really what he should put on a t-shirt because he actually believes that. In fact, I'll tell you what. I've got one little clip here of brother Nathaniel on Alex Jones's show and he's talking specifically about Donald Trump. And and he and he states it I think rather accurately. He says, "Look, there are many individuals who are Jewish who don't like Donald Trump, and it's for a variety of reasons, but at the same time, it's the followers of Donald Trump and the supporters of Donald Trump that that the Jewish lobby doesn't like." Now, why is that? We know why. It's because we, we dive into the history. It's because we're, re- we're well-read. We read the history. We read the accurate history. We find it. We investigate it. We sort through it. And then we bring this information to the masses as best that we can in order to educate numerous individuals about numerous subjects related to this. Again, once you realize who rules over us and, and where their allegiances are, the, the, the battlefield becomes a whole lot more clear so here's a quick little clip here. It's a minute and 33 seconds long of Brother Nathaniel on Alex Jones's show. Give this a listen in three, two, one.
2: It's not that the Jews hate Trump. They don't. They fear his followers. They see with them the American flag, okay, USA. This is nationalism, okay? The meme, nationalism. Where there's nationalism, the Jew sinks down, okay? So it's not Trump that the Jews hate and trying to destroy. They despise, they fear. his followers, because those are the white Christians, the patriots, who in a drop of a dime can turn against Israel and say, hey, why are there so many Jews running everything? Why uh, are, are the Jews able to put this money out of thin air? Why are the Jews pushing woke? Why is the media pushing transgenderism and homosexuality? Why are the Jews putting all these lesbians in charge of the mayor's? Jews so they
1: fear the Great Awakening. So let me ask you this. We got a little bit of time They here. fear the people. They fear the
2: people of the Great Awakening. I don't go into abstracts. Jews don't go into abstracts. That's not what Jews do. They go, who are the people? Is there a large following? They see USA, USA flags white faces, Christianity, God bless America, Merry Christmas. Uh-oh, we got to get rid of this guy. I back, they quick, care less about him. He's nothing. Okay. Trump is the one they're scared of.
0: I have absolutely no doubt about that. No doubt about it. For all the reasons that I just previously brought up, they know that We like to learn. They know that we like to dig into history. They know that we like to dig into the real past, not the past that the TV shows us, not the past that the American K-12 school system shows us, because again, they own both of those segments of society, and they have to, because they're interested in brainwashing the masses with those particular tools and those particular outlets. And they have to use them on a regular basis. But if somebody starts to call out those institutions, well, then they have to do whatever they have to do to smear those individuals. But that right there should prove to you that they're interested in name calling. They're not interested in the truth because the truth points back to them. And it's arguably one of the most satanic and nefarious histories that exists. End of story. So there you go. They fear us, and that's a good thing. That means we're winning. That's a good thing. Again, I'm not talking about, you've you've heard me say this a thousand times, I'm not talking about the individuals who are of Jewish bloodline, who wear a cross around their neck, read the Bible, and know that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Those are the individuals that are aligned with us, and that's a good thing. It's the individuals who are The staunch believers that that again Jesus Christ is, is burning in a in a pit of feces in hell, as the Torah and the Talmud state, that's the problem. Those are the individuals that are a massive problem. And yes, of course, there's numerous other individuals, but as we know, when it comes to the whole discussion of religion, there's really one that is the peaceful religion, and then there are others that are not. And that's pretty much the line in the sand right there. So there you have it. Okay. Here's another reason they don't like Donald Trump and they don't like Donald Trump's followers is because of all of the election fraud and the fact that not only have they discovered numerous examples of election fraud throughout numerous decades, but certainly within 2020. And then, of course, the powers that be, so to speak, and the property owners and the money lenders, and even the companies that facilitated the fraud, well, who owns all of them? Who operates all of them? Now, this was huge the other day, and I'm gonna link this directly to Kanakoa the Great on X. In fact, it was Donald Trump who put this out, but here's what it says. And again, this is all election fraud related, specifically within those quote-unquote swing states. Now, they weren't swing states, they went red, but everybody was gaslit into believing that they were blue. It says, President Trump releases summary of election fraud in the 2020 presidential election in the swing states, introduction. It has often been repeated that there is no evidence of fraud in the 2020 election. In actuality, there's no evidence Joe Biden won. Ongoing investigations in the swing states reveal hundreds of thousands of votes were altered and or not lawfully cast in the presidential election. Joe Biden needed them. On election night, November third, twenty twenty, President Donald J. Trump was sailing to re-election with landslide leads in numerous battlegrounds. In Georgia, President Trump was up by twelve points and over three hundred and thirty-five thousand votes, with with fifty-six percent of the vote in at ten seventeen p.m. In Wisconsin, President Trump was leading by one hundred twenty-one thousand three hundred eighty votes and five points at 12.12 a.m., which Fox News anchor Brett Bayer noted was, quote, not a small margin. In Pennsylvania, President Trump was leading by 659,145 votes at 12.38 a.m., a full 15 points. In Michigan, President Trump was leading by 293,052 votes and 10 points. The election was over, However, precincts in Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Milwaukee kept counting until the results reached the desired outcome, which was the opposite of the will of the voters. Georgia went on, I'm sorry, Georgia went rather from having a total of 4.7 million votes, already a record for the state, according to Brad Raffensperger's count on November 4th to certifying almost 5 million votes. This was 300,000 more votes than what the top elections officials claimed were cast in the election. Getting to this result in Georgia and other states created an irredeemably compromised election, filled with violations of the Constitution, unlawful ballots, widespread broken chain of custody, electronic manipulation, and missing the corrupt election files, corrupted, rather, election files that made up or made it uncertifiable, and impossible to recreate the results. President Trump was right to voice his objections to what had unfolded before the country's eyes. Republican poll watchers were denied access to the counting in multiple jurisdictions, in multiple jurisdictions, and ballots were counted in secret in the middle of the night without media or observers present. Countless irregularities emerged, including reports of ineligible voters, voting machine anomalies, water main breaks, quote-unquote, improbable percentages of ballots for Biden and more. It then says, since investigations across the country have uncovered an avalanche of irregularities, unlawful activity, manipulation of election records, destruction of evidence, and fraud, the findings which are outcome-determinative are detailed in the summaries of the swing states. And then every single state is broken down. Georgia, Again, it's too long for me to read here on the show. I'm not going to go into all of it, but I will link this in the description below from the Threadreader app, and, uh, and you can check it out for yourself. It's remarkable. I mean, ultimately, this is a 30-some-odd page document, 32-page document. It breaks down Wisconsin. Uh, let's see here. What else? Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, you name it. So very interesting, to say the least. It's one hell of a document. It's well-sourced. It's bullet-pointed, and I will link that in the description below if you're interested in checking out all of those details regarding those so-called swing states. Absolutely interesting. Okay. little side note here before I get into some education-related things, and I only have two here. Um, Apparently, New Hampshire is now the second state in the United States to outlaw chemtrails. So there you go. Again, if anybody you're talking with, or anybody you communicate with, with in your uh, in your circles of influence, friendship, family, what have you, and you bring up chemtrails and what they are and what they what they actually are, uh, well, you can point directly to this because again, this is an actual thing now. So you can't outlaw something that doesn't exist. You have to outlaw things that exist, and they've proven now that, of course, chemtrails exist and. No one in New Hampshire should think that they don't exist, which means, again, everybody in the United States should understand that they exist. They are not planes with passengers. They are planes with tanks that are filled with poison, and we are being poisoned. That is the point. I also recommend, of course, bouncing over to our Michigan business friends, Substack, .substack chemtrails.substack.com, and check out their articles. Again, they have articles on numerous subjects, and chemtrails are just one of them, but uh, I definitely recommend bouncing over there and checking that out and giving that a read, and a subscription as well. Okay, education stuff, two things here. One of these just broke recently. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll get into that first, because it's beyond fake. We have Donald Trump, of course, going to Iowa here in the near future, if not this coming weekend. You have all the Epstein talk that's out there, of course. It is election season after all, and the Masons are up to no good. So you know my stance on school shootings and fake school shootings. Start with it didn't happen. Just start there and work your way through the evidence and what's been discovered and what hasn't been discovered and what's being said and what's not being said. And then you can arrive at, some kind of a logical conclusion, certainly more on the accurate side than the inaccurate side. So this again, my apologies for the reference, but this is from the Gateway Pundit. It was titled Developing Multiple Victims in Shooting at High School in Perry, Iowa, Shooter Dead from Self-Inflicted Gunshot Wound. Oh, the irony. I mean, what a coincidence that they're all of a sudden dead. Now, in the video, which you I mean, you can pick up on a number of different things just in a nine-second video these days anyway. What do you see in this video? In this video, you see a bunch of police cars and vehicles, unmarked and marked, all lined up in front of the building. Okay, so they're parked neatly, I should say, right in front of the front door. And then you have this staging area that is taped off also in the parking lot and associated with the parking lot. And you have a bunch of cops just standing around with their hands in their pockets. They also had a helicopter flying overhead, which landed on the property and you don't see anybody go into it and you don't see anybody come out. And the footage of course, isn't long enough to see anything like that. But the point is there's no bodies, there's no blood, there's no names associated with anything. So, what are we actually looking at here? What you're looking at is a drill. They just decided to run a drill. They're running it as it being a real thing that actually happened. They're all Freemasons. It didn't happen. Lying is legal. They're allowed to do it, unfortunately, and they keep doing it. In fact, this article is actually not even complete. There are some sentences here that aren't even complete. Here's what it says specifically within the Gateway Pundit. It says, a horrific act of senseless violence occurred at a high school in a small town Thursday. As NBC News reported, there was an active shooter incident in Perry with police swarming the scene. ABC News has confirmed there were multiple people injured in the attack. NBC reports the shooter is dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. If you know that the shooter is dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, then you know the name of the shooter. So, why wouldn't you say both at the same time, then? It says Perry is a town of less than 8,000 people, located about 40 miles from Des Moines, Iowa. Perry High School is part of Perry Community School District, which serves approximately 1,785 students. Small district says the Daily Mail reports that at least five ambulances, multiple police units, air ambulance helicopters, and firefighters swarmed the scene. And then they have, again, like a nine-second video. It says the Mail re- uh, revealed that witnesses reported seeing crying students reuniting with parents near the entrance to the high school. Students are now being evacuated, according to Mario Naufel. No- Again, the same guy who had the Alan Dershowitz thing on his website. Uh, Yeah, this is a developing story. Check back with the Gateway Pundit for further update. There's absolutely no proof. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, it says here in the article that the ATF and the FBI have arrived on the scene to assist the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation, which is the lead agency. No. This is, a pol- this is a local police matter. Anytime the ATF and the feds show up, you know it's fake. They're running a drill. Again, I just continue to be so disappointed that people buy this. They buy into it. They don't, they don't read the policies. They don't look into the policies. They don't look into any of this. Now let me give you an example. And this right here is exactly what every single human being should do in these kinds of situations. All you have to do is is type into a search bar, Perry School District Iowa website, and the entire school's website pops up. Now, if the school website pops up, and on the front of the website, it doesn't say anything about there having been a shooting or an ongoing shooting or an ongoing situation. Then there isn't one. Because remember, the safety and security of America's children are our number one concern. They always say that. If that's true, Communication 101 would tell people that you have to put some kind of a banner warning on your website to indicate that something has happened where to go who to communicate with to find answers etc cetera, etc cetera. when you get on perry.k12.ia.us which i'm on right now and today when i'm recording this is thursday at 12:16 p.m. there's not a single thing on this website about there having been a shooting at their high school with people who are dead not one thing when you scroll down on the website It actually encourages people to follow them on social media, specifically their Facebook page. They have a high school Facebook page, a middle school Facebook page, and an elementary school Facebook page. They only have three schools in the school district. So let's click on the high school Facebook page, because if there were a shooting, it would have to be on the high school's Facebook page, wouldn't it? It would have to be. Well, as luck would have it, there's nothing on the high school's Facebook page about it. In fact, the last post that they made on the high school's Facebook page was December 21st of 2023. That's it. There's no post on here whatsoever about, you know, stay in place and communicate with us about this tragic event and oh my gosh, what are we all doing? I thought they were in the business of communication. I thought they were in the business of keeping the public well informed. There's nothing on their social media about it, which means it didn't happen. It's fake. Now, with that said, there's another move that people can make. You can always go over to their district calendar and you can take a look at their district calendar. Now, there's a couple of things to check out with their district calendar. January 4th, Thursday, was their first day back. They stated that the school shooting took place at 737 in the morning and yet the school hours don't actually begin until 7.55. So 7.55 is probably when first period begins for middle school and high school, because that's what it says here on the district calendar. So again, the implication is that if there was a shooting, which I don't think there was, clearly, um, that it took place before first period. Again, what are the odds of that? What are the odds that they would imme- that, that again a student or someone would immediately come back to a school after Christmas break on the first day and just start unloading on people? It's highly unlikely this is just another distraction event. It's going to be another gun grab. There may or may not be a speech that's given there. uh you know, I'm telling you, when did fraud become legal that That continues to be the big question I have. If individuals who work for the school district are involved in this, they're engaging in fraud. They should be arrested, thrown in jail, fined through the roof, and that's the way that it should be. But there's there's again, just running through the quick scientific method here at face value, there's not enough evidence here at all to say that this actually happened. So I'm right now in the boat of this still didn't happen. But again, those are just some basic moves that anybody can make and this information is widely public. The no Facebook post I'm telling you that's the biggest giveaway if you're on if they're on social media as a school district in particular on Facebook which is appears to be anyway their only outlet of, of social media whatsoever you would think that that would be the one place where they would have some kind of a post of an actual shooting taking place and then you know warnings to stay away from the building unless you know you're a parent wanting to come and pick up your kid and blah 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 I think it's far more likely that there was a drill taking place maybe before school that there were some student participants taking taking uh you know action within within the drill so to speak but hard to know it's hard to know right now i'm just sitting on the fact that it didn't happen and i'd i probably i probably be right so there you go okay Now there's this, just a couple more things here about uh, the Harvard president, the outgoing Harvard president. They have been replaced by a guy who could not be more Jewish. Uh, His name is Alan Garber. It says here from the AF Post that Garber is a Jewish critic of Harvard's weak stance on anti-Semitism and a supporter of DEI initiatives. But don't let that fool you, ladies and gentlemen, because Chris Ruffo is here for the rescue. Chris Rufo, who I'm not a fan of, who is a globalist piece of trash in my humble opinion, he said this on Twitter on January 2nd. He said this is the be- regarding, of course, the removal of the uh, outgoing Claudine Gay president, which, by the way, she was making $900,000 as the president of Harvard and is now returning to the Harvard classroom as a professor with the same salary. Now that too is not unusual. Usually the way that it works, before I get to Chris Rufo's thing here, uh, normally the way that that works is that's that's an easy negotiation and it's basically just considered sort of the rule of thumb, that if an individual goes from being a professor to a higher up administrator or any administrator for that matter, even a department chair. That not only does your pay increase, of course, but once you go back into the classroom or you resign from your position as an administrator of some kind, you keep your administrative salary. That's just the way that it is. So if people are upset about the fact that she's a plagiarist and that she's now making $900,000 and keeping her same salary doing far less, well, that's the game and it's a dirty game and unfortunately that's the way that the game is played. Now some people earn that money, not 900,000, I mean that's ridiculous, but some people earn the amount of money that they make as an administrator and then return to the classroom because they've hopefully done a good job, but in this case that's not the case. So there you go. Anyway, back to Chris Rufo. He said this regarding her her uh her termination as president, quote this is the beginning of the end for DEI in America's institutions. We will expose you. We will outmaneuver you. And we will not stop fighting until we have restored colorblind equality in our great nation. Unquote. Chris Rufo is an idiot. I've brought this up numerous times. He's a complete fool. This Alan Garber guy who's taking over for her is DEI to the bone. Diversity, equity, and inclusion was created by the Jewish lobby. And this guy is a proponent of it. So what is Chris Rufo talking about? Where does Chris Rufo get his money? Who supports Chris Rufo behind the scenes? Why is it that Chris Rufo is allowed on all of these platforms to basically spew whatever he wants whenever he wants, and he’s never criticized for it? Again, here's a quote from Chris Rufo when he was on Tim Poole's podcast. He said, quote, America is going to look very different. You're not going to be able to tell, quote, you're black, you're white, unquote. That's going to be good, he said, unquote. Chris Rufo is an idiot. There's no way around it. He's paid by the Jewish lobby to do and say what he's doing and saying. There's no way around it. So it's Bolshevism, ladies and gentlemen. He's a proponent of Bolshevism. He's siding with Bolsheviks. Claudine Gay just couldn't play the Bolshevik game well enough. And she she took the bait. She went into Congress when she shouldn't have. She was attacked for not standing up for all the Jews and all of those fake allegations that were getting made where Jews were being physically attacked and blah blah blah. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. You know, some people play the Bolshevik game better than others. And frankly, the people who play it the best are the people who created it. And it's not a black gay female. Black gay females didn't create Bolshevism. Bolshevik Jews created Bolshevism, and and they know how to play the game. And then, of course, like I've said before, and as you know, they get all of their minions and their paid operatives to play the game with them. And if they want the game enforced, well, they know exactly what strings to pull to make sure to get that game enforced. It's really disgusting. So, know your enemy. Chris Rufo is not our friend. He's not a friend of America or freedom or anything else that he would like to trick people into believing. That's, you know, the same goes for libs of TikTok and all these other people. They're, they are advocates of Bolshevism. Because again, who's lost their job or been reprimanded or disciplined or fired for driving trucks around, playing videos? of Middle Eastern students who are attending these universities with their names, phone numbers, addresses, pictures of them, trying to out them and identify them and embarrass them and even bring violence toward them. Notice how that particular story in this whole story has never been brought up by anybody in Congress, Chris Rufo, or anyone else. I've brought it up numerous times here, but people don't bring it up because that's Bolshevism. And if you expose their plans and you expose their tactics, well, they don't like that. So there you go. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. The leftist snake always eats its own tail. Okay, moving on. Jab things. Here we go. I have a 12-minute piece of audio I want to play, and this is hilarious. Now, let me set this up the best that I can. First of all, actually even before I set this up, the very beginning of this video is is ridiculous, certainly with the ad that just played on YouTube here. It's basically free at home marijuana edibles, THC edibles. It really is a disgusting commercial because it just it shows individuals of multiple ages Talking about what kind of mood they want to be in. And if you want to be in this kind of mood, then you eat this kind of edible gummy. And if you want to be in that kind of a mood, well, then you do this. I mean, it's just gross. But anyway, uh, with that aside for a moment, here's here's the audio I want to play. And again, it's, it's about 12 minutes long. The other day, Seth MacFarlane, the creator of the Family Guy cartoon, and he's been an actor and a writer and other things as well, but he was on Bill Maher's podcast. And they're both stupid. I'll just summarize it like that. They're both dumb. And it's beyond evident that they're both dumb because, well, they let you know in the conversation that they have. What's interesting here is I'm going to take a different approach to this because I know a lot of people have broken down the conversation that they had and a number of other things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through three dimensions deep of stupidity here by playing someone else's analysis of these two nitwits, talking about COVID, quote-unquote, and the vaccine, quote-unquote. This is a David Pakman, also Jewish, uh, the David Pakman show. He has 2.2 million subscribers, or 2.02 million subscribers, rather, on YouTube. God knows why. He's not bright. And every single thing that he says in this clip is 100% wrong. Now, he's a leftist, as you would expect. And he doesn't like Bill Maher at all, who is also a leftist. And he even mispronounces Seth MacFarlane's name and calls him over and over again Seth MacFarlane. So he doesn't even know how the guy pronounces his own last name, and he doesn't even pay attention to that. Again, his analysis of this conversation that the two of them have about COVID is astounding. So, I'm just going to let it roll. I might dive in once or twice throughout. I'm I'm not telling I'm not kidding you here when I say the following. This is going to make your brain hurt. Because if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know what's really going on regarding all of this. It's beyond evident that this David Packman and his show Have no idea. He's probably jabbed to the bone. Seth MacFarlane may or may not be jabbed to the bone, and of course, Bill Maher is, and admittedly so. There's a couple of things he states. Bill Maher does where he'll say, like, uh, I believe in one section he says, "Look, I never got COVID during the whole, uh, you know, the the whole scare and the and the pandemic and whatever else uh, until I got the shots." Well. What does that mean then? It means that there is no COVID, never has been, there's only a poison that weakens your immune system permanently, and then you get ill. And if you get ill, and more severely than you've ever been ill in the past, well, that means that your DNA is depleted in a way that it's never been depleted before. But none of these people know that, and none of them say it. So here we go. Again, this is David Packman, his show and his analysis of the stupid conversation that these two have regarding the COVID line. So it's 12 minutes long. Like I said, I might dive in a couple of times. Give this a listen in 3, 2, 1, and I promise you, your brain is going to hurt.
3: I'm going to play some extraordinary video for you today of Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane just intellectually dribbling Bill Maher's head all over his own podcast. Bill Maher invited Seth MacFarlane on, and I think it's great that Bill Maher regularly has people on who make him look uninformed. I'm not saying that sarcastically. It's great that he doesn't just shoot fish in a barrel, and he brings people on who can say, Bill, you're wrong about a lot of this stuff. The topic of COVID came up, the topic of vaccines came up, and Bill Maher says many things that aren't true, Seth MacFarlane very calmly and rationally takes it all apart. Let's, uh, let's just jump right into this, and I'll give you my thoughts as we go. Like, like, like what would be an example of that?
5: I would think uh, this country did not allow for um, uh, natural immunity to be considered. And I know this is a subject dear to your heart. Yes. Like, even if you had the disease, you still had to get a vaccine. That's powerful, stupid. They don't do that in Europe they do that here. There's mandatory vaccination in grade and grade in school. But if you already had the disease, you have natural immunity. We didn't see that. Was, we didn't, that, 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 we didn't that
3: seem that to was, believe in that. That was here. debunked, though. I mean, that was. That, That's that debunked, don't right? you know people who've had COVID four or five times? I do. So this is interesting because, of course, this isn't what they mean by natural immunity, but it's actually a really great point. If natural immunity was useful, then you would think that having gotten COVID would either protect you from getting it again or protect you from future strains or whatever. And it actually doesn't. Now, it's not untrue to say that when you immediately recover from COVID, you now do have immunity, at least for some period of time against that same strain. But the, the genesis of the idea was let it run rampant and then there will be no, no more COVID. But as we know, because it evolves and because it changes, that's, that just doesn't work. If you if that worked, you wouldn't get sick from it five times. And Seth MacFarlane points it out. Not natural immunity. There's no immunity there. You've had COVID five times. Probably because you had too many vaccines. I didn't. The, now, now this this is crazy. Okay, there is that is complete. This happens often with these folks. They make a point, and you go, "That makes no sense." Here's a very simple counterpoint. Oh well, that's probably because of something else. The reason getting COVID doesn't protect you as much as it could is because you had too many vaccines. You won't find that anywhere in any kind of evidence-based trial. That's for
0: sure. Allow me to cut in momentarily. Let me start from the top here. First of all, any time that somebody uses the term debunked, that person should not be credible in my humble opinion. The term debunked was created by... The controlling lobby, so to speak, to be another term that the leftists use to rationalize their stance on an issue and to discredit anybody else through name calling. That's been debunked, they'll say. Quote unquote. Well, that's been debunked. That's been debunked. You've never heard me say the term debunked ever before. Unless I'm using it in reference to the fact that the leftists use it and the Bolsheviks use it in a way that they were intended to use it. The useful idiot uses the term debunked. And it's no different, of course, than the introduction of the term conspiracy theorist. Same concept, same exact idea, same concept. If it's brought up and someone says it, well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. That's an easier way of rationalizing their position than actually pointing you to the counter position because they can't point you to the counter position because they don't know where to even look for it. Just like Pacman here says, he openly states, there's not a single thing, there's not a single review or peer-reviewed trial that, that says anything about natural immunity being a thing and that the reason that people keep getting sick is because of um, COVID shots, that the COVID shots are the reason they're getting sick. He actually says that. So that should prove to everybody how foolish he is. Now, I took it upon myself in the most casual way I could to get into the comments section and read the nonsense comments that exist in his show for this particular clip. Some people are accurate and most people are not. I, of course, said, you're wrong about everything. What was that you were saying about there not being any medical literature about the more shots that people take, the more they get sick? Oh, by the way, here it is. And I linked to him the expose's entire search engine information on everything having to do with AIDS and VAIDS. Every single article is right there, that the more shots you take, the more it weakens your immune system, damages your DNA, et cetera, et cetera. This is true with all vaccination. This has been widely proven. But see, Pac-Man doesn't even bring in facts because he can't, because it counters his emotional stance on the issue. And as we know, emotions are not facts. So he runs on emotion. He doesn't cite anything because he can't. And his analysis of this conversation between two individuals from another perspective is beyond inaccurate. They bring up natural immunity, of course. Seth MacFarlane doesn't think that natural immunity exists because I know lots of people who have gotten COVID. Well, my question is, how many shots did they take? And then, of course, Bill Maher brings that up, and he's right. How many shots did they take? They took too many shots. Yes, because it's poison and poison weakens your immune system permanently. It's not a temporary thing. It's permanent. Yes, there's natural immunity. There always has been, but it's not natural immunity in the sense that people think about it when they think about fake viruses floating through the air. That's not the way that it works. You build up your immune system through eating right, drinking right, not smoking. Uh, breathing clean air, exercising, maintaining a healthy weight, not taking prescription drugs, et cetera, et cetera. There are endless things that lead to a person not getting sick. If a person's consistently getting sick, the question is what are they putting in their body that's making them sick? So it's not that natural immunity isn't real. It's that your body gets stronger because of you doing better things to it, keeping you from not getting ill. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of a back and forth there. They also, of course, brought up strains. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as different strains. And Pac-Man's like, well, it evolves and it changes. And that's why people are getting sick. No, nope, they have AIDS. That's why they keep getting sick. And respiratory illness is one of the major side effects of having AIDS. Always has been. Go back into the 80s. Almost all of those individuals had chronic coughing. They, had, they were diagnosed with pneumonia or respiratory viruses, quote unquote. No, there's no virus. There's just an inability for the body to get rid of toxic cells that accumulate in the lungs and around the lungs. That's why they cough. And that's, again, why they end up hospitalized and intubated and needing oxygen and a thousand other things. So let me continue with this, and I might bounce in yet again, because again, the stupidity doesn't end here. Here we go.
5: The vaccine gave you COVID? Uh, Well, that's certainly nothing unscientific about the fact that the vaccine, which does weaken you in order to strengthen you. Says do all vaccines. Exactly. Yeah. But while you're in a weakened state, yes. That's why so many people like me got it,
3: did not have it while the thing was raging and I was taking zero precaution. Now, this is an anecdote. But again, he's, he's putting forward another claim that is not based in reality. In the, pre- in the period after you've been vaccinated, you are weakened and thus more likely to get COVID. I looked for evidence of that, wasn't able to find any. Because I was
5: never that afraid of it. Well, but that's
3: anecdotal. Like, okay, I've had yes, everybody but but but, uh, anecdotal to have.
5: that. You, yeah. And I have never had COVID. I get a flu shot once a year. I haven't had the flu in 20 years. Right. Well, I haven't eaten. I don't get a flu shot. Okay. So, so th- this is all anecdotal. Right. But, but, right, but but you know the difference between anecdotal and, and statistical. I do. And, I'm, and statistically, you still have a 90% better chance of not being hospitalized, not dying if you're vaccinated. Oh, well, that, but that's assuming all people are alike. And that is one of the giant fallacies in your way of thinking. We are not all alike. Yes, I would recommend and have recommended the
3: COVID vaccine for the high-risk people. By the way, it's funny the idea that Bill Maher is evaluating people and saying, I think you should get the vaccine. I don't really recommend it for you. Who, who is Bill Maher to be recommending vaccines to specific people based on their whatever status he assesses them to have? Like if you're 90 or fat,
5: get it. Absolutely. You need it. Some people don't. But you had... Djokovic didn't need it. But you had... Aaron Rodgers didn't need it. But Mm -hmm. you had something like 1,900 kids who died of COVID during the pandemic. No, I don't think that's right. No, just don't believe that statistic. How many many of them died from the vaccine? None. The the New York... And and, and the the thinking there is that, well, probably most kids are not going to die from COVID, so why bother with the vaccine? Because it's only going to be a few hundred kids, right? I don't know how many kids died um that seems very high to me i I know at one point the new york times grossly talking about misinformation they had to apologize they got it completely wrong
3: this is called a red herring that in order to challenge seth mcfarlane's number of 1900 kids dying he says one time the new york times got something wrong okay well that was that was years ago and it's been corrected how does that have any bearing on what seth is saying this is a classic uh, uh, distraction technique.
0: I'm jumping in again, and you can probably take a guess as to why we're not even halfway done with this. You can hear the double standard. You can hear it. Seth McFarlane just said, and David Packman agrees with him, that no children died from the vaccine. They just said it no children died from the vaccine and then he says 1900 kids died of covid so there's no there's no i don't want to use the term fact checking that's that's stupid too that's another bolshevik created term there's no referencing or anybody looking up actual information that indicates that 1900 kids died from a thing that doesn't exist hospital policy killed people Hospital policy killed them. 5G radiation, which never gets brought up in all of this, was, of course, a major factor. And then the individuals who took the flu shots and the shedding that was taking place as a result of people running around with more shots in their body than than they've ever had in their entire lives. All of that shedding and electromagnetic radiation from person to person and electromagnetism was the reason that people became ill. But again, for Seth MacFarlane to say 1,900 kids died, I said it so it's real. Pacman agrees with him, but then jumps on Bill Maher when Bill Maher says, well, wait a minute, I have no proof that that's true, and people died from the vaccine, but again, Seth MacFarlane says, well, no kids died from the vaccine. He has no proof of that, and that's false. Endless children are dead from the vaccine. We know this. Endless people. It's incalculable. You can't can't quantify it. There's no way to get an accurate number. It's too high. The number's too high. And the number of misleading symptoms and causes of death is too high. But this isn't covered here. So keep in mind my show gets kicked off of YouTube. This guy's show has 2.02 million followers and is allowed to exist. That should show you who the enemy is. I'm going to keep going. There's much more. Here we go.
5: I mean, like 900,000 children have been hospitalized, and it was like 63,000. So maybe those facts should be paper dead. Papers can get it wrong, and they print retractions, and, also, and you the, know this. But also, with COVID or from COVID, did 1,900 children die with COVID? Yes, it's a whole different story. Okay, but take 7 million people worldwide, 7 million people worldwide who died from COVID. Like, If, if even just a fraction of that is, and, and it's probably a larger fraction who died of COVID than who died with COVID, even, if even just a fraction of that is, that's still a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. Yes, and but why? <laughs> okay, that's, but that's, some but some 7 people. seven million people. Things are and you cannot prevent that. You, you can though. I mean, you 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 can, you can prevent. At it. what cost?
0: But is what's the, the yes, cost yes, of yes, getting a
5: vaccine? What? What's, why is why? What's well, the, the fact that what's you don't, the, the fact that you don't even have a clue? What's the cost of getting a vaccine that oh, you don't well, know is the that? answer to that? <laughs> no, you're, 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 you 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 completely want to shut your eyes to the fact that there are repercussions to all medical interventions incl- including a vaccine all vaccines they come they say side effects just like every medication does sure. you don't see it in the literature they can't write it on the back you know on the vaccine so you have to dig them and and of course there is a vaccine court because so many people have been injured this is not a screen to say don't do vaccines i'm not against doing vaccines i'm against doing vaccines that i don't think i need i should be able to decide that for myself inside my my body uh but yes there are there are but do don't, you, don't you think that would that, come along that i would fight you for but don't you think that, the, but the that, vaccine, okay, that's a good point to get the vaccine and, and you bring me to my next point don't don't you think that the the vitriol and the the just the the aggression towards the the the, the, the uh that the anti-vaccination movement um this the way it souped itself up during all this, that the next time there is a pandemic, our public health system oh, is so weakened. Yes, it's exactly, exactly weakened. because of the because of them and their misinformation that made people skeptical the but fact that everybody trying. came out and said if you get the vaccine you, you you cannot get the disease and then of course that was wrong and you and if you get the vaccine you can't transmit it <laughs> but they were learning right I understand. I understand i understand they're not, they're not they, I, you just said yourself doctors are often wrong they right. are especially when they're researching and i'm not blaming them for it i'm just saying that's why there shouldn't be the science there's no <laughs> "the" in science that's what you want you want just to be the, 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 the one no.
3: This is bonkers stuff, right here. No opinion. That's not true. Well, at all. Well, no, the
5: strength. Of and you don't science, want to, You don't know the like, strength of science is that it has the capacity to evolve. But just groups. acknowledge that some that vaccines affect have ill effects on some people. I, I and they do. Again, they anecdotally, they do. but statistically, it's here and it's here. It's like it's it's people. How many seven million people died of COVID? How many people died from the vaccine? Probably probably a few, but but I don't know what the number is, but I know know it's not seven million. We were more judicious about who needed it
3: versus who it might hurt. The thing that's missing from this goes on for a while. The thing that that's, of course, missing from this is that um, there really is no more of this widespread mandate to get this vaccine. And I've been the first to say. Once it became clear that this vaccine did not prevent transmission or getting the disease, but worked extraordinarily well at preventing you from getting really sick or dying, the argument for mandating it certainly was diminished. I was one of the first to say it. And I think one of the people that that is finding the right balance on this issue is actually Sam Harris, who in an episode where he did a sort of review of everything on COVID, he pointed out that this was an emergency situation with millions dying. And when people were dying by the thousands daily in so many countries, including the United States, you use all the evidence and information you have to make the best decision possible. And when that first version of the vaccine did work well at preventing transmission and infection, a lot of those requirements made perfect sense.
0: I'm not done. There's a couple more minutes left, but I, again, I told you this was going to hurt your brain. None of what any of them said was true. None of what any of them are saying is true. McFarland's wrong, Mara's wrong, and this Pac Man guy, his analysis of the whole thing is wrong. Again, when Seth McFarland said, How many people died of COVID? Seven million. Where's he pulling that number from? I bet it's a real dark spot that smells bad because it's not facts by any stretch. Hospital policy killed people. And if 7 million died and everybody was overwhelmed, what was with all those empty hospitals in 2020? What was with all the dancing nurses? What was with all of that? Where were all these dead people? that we're allegedly supposed to see. The hospital policy killed endless people because their policy was designed to kill them. Remdesivir, the ventilator, morphine, and then and then they're done. Not allowing their families to come in with any, any treatments of any kind, not allowing their families to even see them, then they cash out, then they write COVID on their death certificate, died of or with COVID, and then everybody just believed it. And then, of course, referencing Sam Harris as being some kind of be-all, end-all authority figure on the subject. You've got to be kidding me. You might as well say that Elmo from Sesame Street um, is is the be-all, end-all authority on COVID. You have to be kidding. I can't believe, well, I can because people are stupid, but I can't believe that uh, that, that people actually listen to this and assume that this this parkman guy Pac-Man guy knows what the hell he's talking about there's only a couple of minutes left my apologies uh let's finish it up here we go
3: over time those requirements have been done away with the effectiveness of the vaccine on transmission on tra- on getting infected at all uh, has changed as the variants have gone forward and that doesn't mean that because now we're doing something different what was done in that unique hundred year pandemic explosion moment was wrong. And so I think where Marr misses the mark is that he goes too far in some areas, but is not nearly charitable enough in others. And he ends up making himself sound like an extremist. Now, this is not new for Bill Mar. I think on many things, Bill Mar makes sense. And on anything medical, For a long time, you go back and watch interviews that Bill Maher did with Larry King 25 years ago. He was already weird. Like He had an anti aspirin moment where he said, why would anyone take aspirin? The body isn't aspirin deficient, so why do you take aspirin? Well, that's not the way it works. The reason you take aspirin is not because the body is lacking aspirin. It's because you want to reduce a fever, for example, or whatever the case may be. So it's not new that Bill Maher is a little bit all over the place on medical stuff. Seth MacFarlane is really good at this, and I'm glad that he was on.
0: Now, as you would expect, and that's the end of it, thank God. But in the comments section, it really is interesting because what you're watching is you're watching leftists who once supported Bill Maher not support him anymore. On this issue alone is the cause of their lack of support now. One comment says, Maher is becoming more of a jerk the older he gets. Another one says Bill Maher seems to have become more senile and susceptible to nonsense the older he gets. Kudos to Seth MacFarlane for being a rational, fact based human being. You've got to be joking. The people in the comments section here are not well. They are not well. It's incredible. This Bill guy is clueless, another one says. You can't take him seriously. He's a joke. These are all jabbed people. These are all jabbed people doubling down on their jab status and their stance on something for which they know nothing about. Again, you know, lots of comments here. Uh plenty of views, 6,045 comments. I think I have the most recent one on there. <laughs> I just said everything you said is wrong, everything. it's it's incredible again, the information is widely available. It's, it's widely out there. It's just not in the echo chambers that the Sam Parkmans of the world, Pacman, my apologies, don't care, that the Sam Pacmans of the world basically pay attention to and, and sit within. You're not going to see this on CNN. You're not going to see this on YouTube. That's the point. That's the whole point. It's as if they don't even understand that propaganda is a thing, and evil propaganda more specifically is the real problem here. Which means there's no way they're going to wrap their minds around a depopulation agenda. No chance. They aren't interested in that. If you even bring that up, they'll, uh, you know, blood will shoot out of their nose. There's no chance that they'll ever be able to come to grips with such a thing. Another person says Bill Maher is Roseanne Barr in training. Another comment says, notice how Bill Maher uses the same anti-vaxxer COVID denier logic of, quote, I didn't catch it, so therefore it's not a problem, unquote, that they all seem to use, and then laughing face. It says, another person says, Maher is just like Rogan and Shapiro. I just can't bear the sound of their lies. If I didn't read it already, somebody said, Seth MacFarlane's one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. These people aren't going to be around. They're not going to be around. The the depths of the lies that they believe and the depths of the lies that they perpetuate are beyond incredible. But that's why I wanted to play that audio because that's three dimensions deep of stupidity on a subject that's not just widely debated, but the jury is in on what's going on. The jury is already in, but the emotional involvement that people have on this subject blinds them from being able to look at anything objective. Let me give you an example, and this is exactly what I sent this Pac-Man guy. If you get on the Exposé's website, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a search box, and if you type in VAIDS, V-A-I-D-S, uppercase or lowercase, however you want to put it, I put it in uppercase, and you hit return, what pops up are all the search results for Vades being in all of their articles. Now, what an individual would say, certainly on the left and in Pacman's case and, and probably McFarland's case, is they would say, well, I've never heard of the expose. I've never heard of this website. Well, that's fine. You don't have to hear about it in order for it to exist. That's a false equivalency. Just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's not real. And just because it goes against your emotional stance on a particular issue that you had direct participation in doesn't mean that it's wrong. Again, two, two opposing sides looking at the same point. Someone is either more right than the other or they're both wrong, but someone is usually more accurate than the other when they're looking at a singular issue. It doesn't mean that both of them have to be right. And in many cases, both of them are wrong. But again, you heard Bill Maher say a couple of things that were accurate, but everything that McFarland said was inaccurate and everything that Pacman said was inaccurate. But when you get on the Exposé's website, which again, in all of these articles, they reference numerous other articles in each individual one. Here's the search results for Vades. I'm just going to read the headlines. Title, A New Study Shows COVID Injections Cause Vades in Children. The next one, how to Treat Vades and Cure Diabetes. The next one, Pfizer Gate Scandal, the worldwide cover up of data to disguise the fact COVID-19 vaccines cause VADES. The next one, VADES. Every 1% fall in COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness is the result of a 0.5 to 1% fall in your immune system capability. The next one, infant mortality increases following COVID vaccinations of pregnant mothers and babies. The next one, jaw-dropping fact. CDC data confirms COVID vaccines can reduce your lifespan by at least 24 years. The next one, government of Canada data is truly terrifying, suggesting the triple vaccinated have developed AIDS, AIDS, and are now 5.1 times more likely to die of COVID-19 than the unvaccinated. The next one, lack of access to HCQ was a major factor in COVID deaths, a new study finds. It just goes on and on and on. Now, again, if you type in AIDS, you take the V out of it and do the search one more time. Search results for AIDS. AIDS apartheid, WHO, and Gates, the fact bid deep dive that must be heard. The next one, HIV slash AIDS was the prequel to the COVID-19 pseudo pandemic. Again, the next one was one I already read. Facebook confirms COVID-19 vaccines destroy the immune system and cause a new form of AIDS. And it just goes on and on. Increase in cancers, 330 times the increase in cancers and AIDS-associated diseases. It's endless. The search is endless here, and it's multiple pages long. This is undeniable. So when Pacman goes, well, I, I just haven't seen any of that. Of course you wouldn't. You're not looking for it. And you'll never find what you're not looking for. And if you don't know where to look, you're really never going to find it. It's overwhelming the stupidity and the brainwashing. You talk about mass formation psychosis, there's no doubt about it. Now, you've heard my stance on this. There isn't COVID, it doesn't exist. There's electromagnetic radiation from jabbed to unjabbed and jabbed to jabbed. There's 5G radiation, there's wireless radiation. And all of this ramped up all at the same time. I, too, never got sick during the so-called pandemic. And again, there wasn't a pandemic. Dr. Mike Edens laid this out by definition. There's no such thing. In fact, he openly stated there's never been a pandemic in the history of the world. There's been illness and there have been people who have died, but there's never been a pandemic. Still hasn't been one. That's just another term that numerous people are throwing out there in an effort to try to scare people. And there's going to be another one. Watch out, there's going to be another one. Again, the illness that I had, the quote-unquote 100-day cough, as they call it, I have no doubt that that was either shedding or 5G radiation. No doubt. If I had not gone to that uh, Frontline Doctors Conference in San Antonio and I had not gone to Texas, I probably wouldn't have had it. Now, again, I'm, I'm glad I went to Texas. It was a great time. But um, I was surrounded by individuals who were jabbed at the height of the jab season, which was the end of July in 2021. Most people were at least too deep by then. In fact, you couldn't take a third. You weren't allowed. But there were probably some people starting to take flu shots even then. But most people were probably double jabbed at that point. Because remember, one jab wasn't fully vaccinated. They wanted you to take two. And they were already, of course, earlier in that spring, talking about a third shot by the time fall rolled around. And people didn't even know that. The people who dove in for one shot and then two had no idea that they they were cooking up a third quote unquote booster. They didn't even know that. Not to mention, again, being in a city with all that wireless radiation everywhere. I mean, Jesus, my lungs didn't stand a chance. But my parents fared fine. They didn't get ill. It was just me. So, you know, go figure. But either way, that's, you know, that's the way that it works. Impacts some, depending on their particular body system and which body system is weaker, I guess, than another, and it doesn't impact others. So. It's just, again, It's it, that whole interview was three dimensions of stupid. It was three dimensions deep on stupidity because they're all wrong. And they're trying to grasp grasp something that they can't get a hold of because they just don't know. They're running on emotion, and unfortunately, that emotion clouds their judgment. And they're never going to look into what really is the cause of what's really ailed them. And, you know... Good for him, Seth MacFarlane. I get a flu shot every year, and I've never had the flu for twenty years. I don't believe him. Number one, the flu doesn't exist. Number two, if he's if if he's taken a flu shot every single year, he's been ill from the flu shot. And if he's taken twenty of them once a year for the last twenty years, uh, it's clearly impacting his ability to think. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, now. Unfortunately, this too is something that I'm afraid the, uh, the Pacmans of the world, and certainly the McFarlands of the world, are not going to understand. There is this that just hit the, uh, the airwaves here. This is from Dr. Shannon Croner on X, and they said the following, and they have the documentation here to prove it from this particular company. It says, quote, new childhood vaccine alert. It's called Vaxelis, V-A-X-E-L-I-S. And it has six, yes, six vaccines in one shot. It says here are the facts. And I've got the whole whole list here that they put out on their account. It says, number one, this is the first ever six-in-one shot. The second bullet point is they're marketing it as a preservative-free, yet the ingredients it has are still very toxic. Of course they are, because they're all toxic. The ingredients include aluminum, a known neurotoxin, polysorbate 80, a known carcinogen, and triggers inflammation in the gut. Uh, Let me see if I can get this next one. Glutatera... Lidohyde, if I'm saying that right, triggers respiratory issues, formaldehyde, known carcinogen, bovine serum from cow blood, neomyosin, aminoglycoside antibodies, if I'm saying that right, probably not, Streptomycin, same thing, polymyxin, if I'm saying that right, polymyxin B, an antibiotic, Uh, immunothiocytane, no chance I got that right, used in the manufacturing of herbicides. Do you think that any of that belongs in the human body? The next point, it says the vax is recommended for babies at 12 months, 4 months, and 6 months. 18 vaccines by the time a baby is 6 months old. Three children have reportedly died from this vax, according to Veyers. And of course, we know that VAERS is less than one percent of the actual total, if not far worse than that. It says it's being marketed as a one vaccine, as one vaccine, because it's the one shot that has six different inactivated bacterias in it from six different diseases. Well, I have, of course, a disagreement with that. There's not a bacteria, and it's not six different bacterias. It's six different poisons from six different animals and six different separate sets of poisons. That's all. You have poisoned cow blood, for God's sakes, as an ingredient, along with carcinogens and a thousand other things. So, again, they want you dead. And they want you to kill your own children under the guise of hell. That's the trick. That's the satanic trick. Let me keep going down the jab train here. Uh, Here's another one from Zero Hedge. California hospitals slammed as illegal immigration costs soar. Geez. Why are hospitals slammed all of a sudden? Is it just illegal aliens or is it a combination of illegal aliens who are jabbed, those who are unjabbed, who are being shed on, along with? all of the individuals that continue to get jabbed. I'm going to guess it's all of the above. Here's another one. This is from Euronews.next. Italian hospitals collapse. Over 1,100 patients waiting to be admitted in Rome. The worst situation is in Rome and its region where more than 1,100 patients are waiting to be admitted according to the Italian Society of Emergency Medicine and Urgent Care. There are too many sick people and not enough people to care for them because they're all jabbed on both sides. Here's the next one. This is from Epoch Health. The cost of unnecessary testing in healthcare. The United States spends more, I'm sorry, spends over $300 billion annually on unnecessary medical treatment, including diagnostic testing. Yes. It says, in the United States, 4 to 5 billion medical tests are performed each year. According to one study, up to 60% of these tests may be unnecessary. You think? It's a lengthy article. I'm not going to read it, but I think you get the point. It's about money. It's about having a patient for a lifetime. It's not about curing anything. It's not about prevention. The business is in the business of sick care. They're not in the business of health care. So I'm going to end it there. I will make mention of this, though, right now here at the end. Anthony Fauci is apparently going to testify on at least two days next week in front of Congress, January 8th and January 9th. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be any new revelations with that. I'll do my best to watch as much of it as I can. I like watching him squirm. I like watching him lie and step on himself. Uh, I think that's going to be interesting to say the least. But I will bring that to your attention, of course, and some of that audio, I'm sure, when the time comes, and I'll cover it here the best that I can. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Hopefully, this episode gets kicked off of YouTube, and hopefully, my channel gets nuked. That's the whole plan. So, with that said, have a great weekend, and I will catch you on Monday